Hello and welcome to the Scottish Fantasy Football Community Podcast. My name is Thomas. And I'm Harry. And this is our 35th episode where we talk about all things fantasy football Scotland. Um, How'd you do? I had a pretty poor game week battle account. So off the back of a stormer last week where I went from 18th up to 11th, I'm now back down to 19th. I uh, I think I, the sort of the team news was basically the inverse of what I wanted. Ramsey started, Forrest was on the bench, so I couldn't rely on him as bench trick, and Sims was also benched. Um, so I ended up going for Melkerson in for Sims, which ended up not paying off. I thought that seeing as Livingston's goalkeeper was to be their under tens or whoever they drafted in last minute. Um, it was a reasonable enough shout, but uh, it quite clearly didn't pay off because uh, he returned me a big fat one point. Uh, Maeda got the assist uh, for Yota's goal, so he scored me five. Furuhashi, three. Decided against a Ferguson captaincy or vice captaincy, which I think was the decision of all of them that ultimately bit me in the arse the most. Um, he scored 12, but was essentially... Negative 12, seeing as it seems that most folk around me captained or vice-captained him. So, you know, the effect that I had on my overall rank was fairly drastic. Captain Mackay for eight. Uh, when we go on to talk about the Hearts game, you could argue that maybe he should have had one or two assists if, if Boyce could finish his dinner, but unfortunately it was not to be. Henderson for one, Tav for three, Rooney for three, Carter Vickers for two. I decided to hold Ramsey in the end because they're playing at home to Dundee uh, and he scored me a nice seven points. Clark for two and then rooted firmly to my bench with Sakala's nine points. Um, in hindsight, two game weeks in, maybe going without a bench trick player was a mistake um, because that's, you know, 20 points hypothetically that have been sat there the last two game weeks, which would probably put me a good wee bit further up the... But was last week not the week where Henderson was on the bench? Yeah, he probably would have been the bench trick player, to be fair. So I can't beat myself up too hard about it, but it's just frustrating, you know, seeing Sakala get his goal. So yeah, 47 points all out, uh, rank slide down to 19th. And unfortunately, I crashed out of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast Cup toss. So it's just you representing the Scottish fantasy football community from here on out. How did you get on? I had another one of those tiny green arrows. I went from 164th to 160th. Uh, my goal of reaching the top 100, I st- still think, is on. How many points off are you? I am, let me do the math, 24. Yeah, it's possible. So it's like, you know how when you're playing like Mario Kart or whatever and you've got like that ghost rider that shows what speed you know, need to go at to get the time that you want to get type thing? Sure, let's pretend I do. I feel that like there's a uh, for the past few weeks I've been looking at the person in a hundredth place and that that's sort of been like yeah the place I need to get to type thing okay but yeah so anyway my week was all right I scored fifty eight points uh, I kept a total of zero clean sheets <laughs> uh, so yeah I had Clark in goals for two uh, Tav got me three Rooney got me three. Captain Clark got me four, and again, we can, we'll talk about this in the Hibs game, probably very unlucky he didn't have like 20 points. Then Ralston on two, brought in Henderson for two points, um, Barry Mackay got four, Vice-Captain Ferguson got me 17 points, Jota for eight, 
Maeda for five, and Fashion Sakala for nine. And that was the difference there, really. Vice Captain Ferguson, Yota goal, and then uh, Sakala's points as well, probably. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, how are you feeling, you know, with the three game weeks to go? Did you, you've still got a transfer banked, don't you? So you've got two... You've essentially got three transfers you can make between now and the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Not including hits, no, four. obviously. So I've got two before game week 36. Yes. Add yes, hits. yes, four. So four, four not including hits. Um, yeah, I don't... But I feel relatively all right with my team. I think there's... I definitely... Yeah. I mean, we can talk about my team. I want to transfer in when we come to talk about it. But I'm feeling relatively okay about my team. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Shall we just crack on with the games then? Let's go for it. Um, Let's go for it. Celtic 1, Rangers 1. Uh, Sal- Sakala cancels out Yota opener as spoils are shared in the old, uh, old firm. League's done, right? I mean, no. But, like, yeah. Technically, it's finished, yeah. I, th- um, I think that this... If Rangers wanted any chance of sort of catching Celtic, they had to win this. Yep. I think a draw suits Celtic more. Uh, I mean, ideally they would have gotten the win, but that just didn't happen. But um, yeah, I think on reflection, one all is probably about right. Celtic could have been 3-0 up after 30 minutes, then could have been down 3-1 after 45, and then again could have been up 3-0 by the 60th minute, and then the game could have finished 4-1 to Rangers. So it was a very good game to watch slash listen to, depending on what you were doing. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, The interesting thing to note, I guess, was um, Celtic came into this one completely unchanged from their game versus Ross County. I thought there would be one or two changes, but no, the same 11 was selected exactly. Um, does you, do you think that has any bearing for the... I mean, do you think we'll see the same team uh, team come out versus uh, Hearts at Tyne Castle in Game Week 36? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I actually thought... I, I was personally of the opinion that Jack Marcus would start because, as I was saying, it would give them an out ball. But, I mean, Furuhashi played well and Celtic won... 45 minutes and Rangers 145 minutes. Like, you can't really complain. Um, but yeah, I think Days in Maeda and Fashion Sakala showed why they aren't strikers for their clubs. <laughs> or like their first choice strikers. Yeah, both. Or second choice or really third choice. Maeda and Kyogo Furuhashi have been so frustrating as fantasy football assets these last two game weeks because I think between them they've got two attacking returns where in actuality they should have like a combined six or seven, the both of them with through assists and goals. Um, but nonetheless, um, Rangers made three changes uh, from their game versus Red Bull Leipzig. Um, so not too much rotation considering, you know, they, they play again in this midweek. Um, our field... Davis and uh, Sakala came in, whilst Jack, Kamara and Wright were rested. Um, Sakala got his goal, was very well taken. Um, I presume if Roof is not back fit for this Red Bull Leipzig game, then he, he'll continue playing up front in the league? Yes, but I, I've, I've just seen like rumours on Twitter that I think Roof is like winning the race to be fit for the Leipzig game. Yeah. But then, even then, do you not think that he would play him, like, GVB would play Roof 60 minutes in the Leipzig game, rest him at the week, like, and then if they win, 
and then go through to the final or whatever, rest him so that he can be free for the... I think I think what happens is, win or lose, he will be on the park as long as he can be. Yeah. So if Rangers are not winning in the tie, he'll still be playing until it's like physically impossible for him to still be on. So let, let's say it was to go to extra time, maybe he'd come off then. But he'll be on, play that game as long as possible. You know, Absolutely filled full of uh, injections and, and pain meds. And then I think... Um, Win or lose, he doesn't play at the weekend. Not a minute. He'll yep. be put back on ice. Um, if they if they win, yeah, he'll be put back on ice to to play in the next uh, the next round. Um, that would be the final. Uh, and if they lose, then his season is done, and he can just probably take the rest of the year off because he his body's knackered. So he he probably yep. could do with a break. So I'm quite happy to sit on Sakala to be honest. If you look at Rangers fixtures, they go Dundee at home, Ross County at home in the next two, and then Hearts away. Uh, in game week thirty eight, ahead of the ahead of the Scottish Cup final. Yeah, I think um, I think they'll try to wrap uh, Kamar Roof and Cottonwell so he's fit for the final. Uh, it also, I think GVB was potentially okay getting the point, but like he sounded like that was the league over, and I think a hundred percent he's his. The first thing on his mind is the Europa League, and I think the. The the uh, the Premier League is sort of now an afterthought. It's, there's nothing to play for essentially. Celtic win this game week, um, and they should they're playing a torn to shreds Hearts at home. Um, then that's the league all but done. I think what was it you were saying? Celtic have to lose five nil and more than five nil in the next two, and Rangers have to win five nil and five nil in the next two next two games. Yeah, they've got to t- in the game following thirty six. Sorry. They've got to, if so if Celtic and Rangers win at the weekend uh, weekend they would have to overturn a six point and twenty goal difference deficit or something uh, to that effect. Yeah, it's not happening really. Is it seeing as in game week thirty seven Celtic are away to Dundee United in game week thirty eight they're at home to Motherwell. So let's talk about the picks then. I guess we've touched on Sakala. I'm saying yeah, going forward I'm very very much happy to be on him. Um, Yota as well is on fire at the moment. I took him out at just the wrong time. He hadn't really returned for, what, a good six game weeks there. Took him out, went for Kyogo, and it's sort of blown up in my face a little bit with him scoring goals in both game weeks. Yeah, I mean, I can understand why you would have done it, though. As you said, he's, what, seven and a half? Is he seven and a half million? Yeah, I mean, budget wasn't an issue. It wasn't a budgetary constraint issue. Um, I just thought, uh, made it look sharp, and if Kyogo's playing, then I think he, you know his XG is the highest in the league. I thought he'd be a good shout. And to be fair, he has been. It's just a, you know, it's one of those things. It's negative variance. He probably should have two or three goals over the last two game weeks, but he only has one. Yeah. Dyson Maeda should have two or three goals, but only has none. When was it you took him out? Approximately. Who? Yota. Yeah. Uh, on the wild card. Oh, on the wild card. He had three three assists in the last four games. Had he? Yep. Oh dear. Why did you do that? I mean, in hindsight, it was a mistake oh, because I wanted to take a punt. I guess yeah, I thought Maeda was starting and playing through the through the middle, and if he wasn't to play, he'd get shunted out to the left wing, and the only reason he'd get shunted out to the left wing would be Kyogo coming back. And um, you took a he punt did, and... yeah. That was the punt. And that was me trying to be a bit a bit more aggressive there. I mean, like six and a half a dozen. Yeah. If- Kyogo could finish his dinner. You'd probably, you probably are right. You'd I don't. I think this is very hindsighty. Um, in an alternate universe, this this move has paid off well. 
But yeah. unfortunately, I can't count points I didn't get, and I just kind of have to roll with that. Um, yeah, Yotta was the standout player, I thought, on, on Celtic's behalf. Um, is there anyone else you'd like to pick out from the, the, the midfield and attack? I thought Maeda looked good, I think. He assisted the goal, it was a nice assist. And again, if he could gain an ounce of composure, he would have had one, if not two goals by the half time. Is what it is. Is yep. what it is. Um, I thought Tav had a pretty good game as well, to be fair. Two shot, no, one shot and an on target and five key passes. Um, Mr. Dependable, he's going nowhere. I think he'll have been in my team every single, he'll be the only player to have been in my team every single game week since the start of the season, come game week 38. Um, I don't know if there's too. Is there too much more? Is is there much more you'd like to add with regards to this fixture? I mean, let's look ahead for Celtic. Um, Celtic play Hearts at home, and it's actually the only fixture from which we get team news. Um, how will team news? Do you think team news will likely affect your 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 transfer strategy? No, I don't see myself transferring out Celtic players. I think Postecoglou will just keep playing 100% until the league's mathematically done. I don't think he'll... I don't think he'll make six changes because then Rangers play the next day and if Celtic drop points, they could be like, okay, this is a time to get back in. Whereas if Celtic win, as we're saying, six points, 20 goals, I feel that Postacoglu will go at this 100% to make yeah. sure the league's wrapped up. Yeah, I mean, I thought this would happen this game. I would be un. I wouldn't. I wouldn't surprise me if I saw one or two changes in there. Um, yeah. So I think my transfers will be team news dependent. Um, I think if if it's the exact same lineup, do you think I should persist with Maeda over Yota as a gamble, or do I sort of cut my losses and, sw- and like say bring in a bench trick player for Maeda and then swap out Forest for for Yota? I don't know. I just feel that um, Maeda might be on for one of those big hauls type thing. I just... Yeah. Uh, he's been underperforming and I think he's due an overperformance soon. Yeah, and you have to think, you know, against a, a Hearts defence that struggle, to say the least, without Suter and Halkett. Possibly that's the game. The game. I mean, I would, what I would say about Hearts' defence, particularly in the Dundee United game, they looked very disorganised, and that's without being uh, disrupted by the movement of players like Kyogo and uh, Maeda. So, so maybe it's worth holding. I guess it will be team use dependent. Um, let's say Maeda or Kyogo. Let's say Maeda is dropped. Maeda or Kyogo, I guess, is, is dropped. Should I play it safe and go back to Yota, or should I take a punt on someone like O'Reilly? Absolutely go for Jota. I think he is regularly involved in Celtic's goals. Um, and I don't think... I mean, obviously Kyogo has the higher goal involvements per minute, per 90 minutes or whatever. But I think Jota's potentially up there for total goal involvements. And he also just always plays. Yeah. Unless he's injured for whatever reason. Very true. That's probably a good place to leave that discussion then. Um, let's go to Aberdeen 1, Dundee 0. Um, Ferguson Penn seals all three points for Aberdeen um, with Dundee rooted to the foot of the table. Um, again, it's one of the, this. I think they were talking about it on the Terrace podcast. 
Um, all of the results this weekend, aside from like fourth, fifth, and sixth, have meant that sort of league is over for the va- overwhelming majority of uh, of teams. Yeah. Um, and I think both Aberdeen and Dundee fall into this category. Aberdeen's win more or less get more or less guarantees them Premier League football next season, whilst uh, a loss versus Aberdeen sort of condemns Dundee. Um, Ramsey and Ramirez came back in, um, and ultimately uh, the Ramsey team or seeing Ramsey in ultimately influenced my transfer decisions. Um, what did you think of Aberdeen this week? <laughs> They were surprisingly bad against the worst team in the league. Um, they were getting into good positions and just making the worst choices with regards to their shooting. Uh, one highlight that comes to mind was Bazawan's shot, and I think there was like three people in the middle of the box, completely free, and all of them were just looking like, what on earth are you doing? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Bazawan. I thought he had a pretty good game. Oh, yeah, he did. He had a good game, but I think there was... A large portion of Aberdeen's shots, had they held on to a minute, played a pass, and then shot, they would have been in a significantly higher XG position. Yeah, I, I thought I thought Aberdeen, t- for the most part, looked fairly decent going forward. I thought Ramirez as well put in a decent shift. So Bazawan went three shots, none on target, five key passes, and Ramirez four shots, two on target, and two key passes. Um, I thought, despite the fact they kept their first clean sheet in God knows how long, uh, they still look so ropey defensively. I mean, like, Dundee were carving opportunities, and this is Dundee playing away. No, that's what happens when you have a back five of Mackenzie, Bates, Gallagher, Ramsey, and Joe Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I think think Joe Lewis had to pull out a wonder save to deny Zach Rudden. I think this is potentially his first good game all season yet. (laughs) But, yeah, outside of that... Not too inspirational defensively, right. and obviously it's it's worth pointing out um, captain dependable uh, Lewis Ferguson four shots two on target three key passes and one penalty goal um, sounds like a Lewis Ferguson performance to me. Um, he might actually be one of my I my best transfer in this year was Regan Charles Cook just before he went on his hot streak. Next, followed closely, following him closely is um, is Ferguson bringing in Ferguson. He's been a mainstay of my team and has, especially over the last what say ten game weeks, done very well for me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, he's probably up there for me as well. I think maybe outside of Turnbull, I think I transferred him in like two weeks before he scored his hat trick. Um. And then did I not also bring in Roof before he? No, I did bring in Roof before he scored a hat trick. I brought in someone else. Ramsey. Nah, there was. I took made two transfers that game week, and I swear one of them kind of went off. Jack and Marcus. Maybe wasn't that good a transfer though? Because he only ended up getting one. It was that was a captaincy for ten points. Was it not? I don't know. Anyway, um. Aberdeen face uh, Hibs away, St. Johnson away, and St. Marin at home. I presume you're just going to hold Ferguson, and that'll be your only Aberdeen asset. Yeah, none of nothing else really inspires me. Like, don't get me wrong, Bazawan had a good game, but at no point was I like, oh, he's going to score here. Just didn't happen. Um, Do you play him in all three of them? Yeah, I don't see why not. He is one of those players that even when he doesn't score, he'll get bonus points or he'll get past points. Yep. And 
what and like tackles and whatnot. So again, he's one of those players that just sort of nicely ticks over. Perfect fantasy football Scotland asset, and the more I think about it, midfielder. So he's a beneficiary of clean sheet points and the forty passes per game, which he does basically one in every two fixtures. Uh, and he takes penalties and he shoots. Um, sort of perfect, really. So yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. He'll probably play 36 37 and 38 um i will be probably holding ramsey uh, i thought he was reasonable enough but uh he might be getting a bench in this game week to be fair dundee i kind of think we can just sort of brush over no assets i'm interested in they play saint Mirren away from home then hibs at home then livingston away from home which actually for dundee is a fairly tough run-in um, so very little interest. I mean, they they've arguably got the two toughest teams to play last. Yeah, yeah, the two best sides in the bottom six coming up. So saying that, Hibbs and Levy don't have anything to play for, and as we were talking about pre-split or just post-split, that if a team doesn't have anything to play for, they generally perform worse, and if a team does have something to play for, they play better. But I just think Hibbs and Livingston are that much better than. Them. I was going to say, surely quality prevails here. Yep. And I think after that result, Heads will go down to Dundee. So, uh, thanks you next. Match three on the running order. Um, St. Johnston nil, one St. Mirren, um, with Kilty's second half goal, all but securing safety for Robinson's St. Mirren. Um, this was a pretty terrible game to watch. For most of them. <laughs> I mean, that's true. There was only six goals this game week. Yeah. Um, including three, what was it? Four one nilers and a 1-1. One, one. Yep. Rank, so, rank bad. Yep. Uh, where do we start? I thought St. Johnson would put up a bit more of a fight, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, another thing that concerns me is that Sean Rooney was playing at right centre-back. Yeah. So Sang came in, who's a right wing-back, and, and Cleary... And Cleary uh, did he drop to the bench or is he injured? Yeah, he just dropped to the bench. I think the idea was to sort of try and create an offensive overload on that side, but it didn't really work out. It didn't work out because when Sean Rooney went forward, Thomas Sang stayed back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, not going to lie. You know, I mean, I guess we did say this. Like, We, we caveated our whole discussion around teams like St. Johnson and uh, Dundee. Like, Sure, they have things to play for. You may see an uptick in their performances, but they don't all of a sudden become you know, one of Europe's top defences and as much has been proven um, with them not keeping a clean sheet in the last two. Yeah. Would I go for for Hendry? No, I think we, again, we said pre, pre-split that we sh- should avoid him. I think we've got a question about him in a bit. So, what are you doing with your St. Johnson assets then? I've got two, you have two. Are you going to keep playing them or do you think... Does Stryak come back? I thought his was a two-match ban, so he served the first this game week. So, potentially not. Damn, because I don't want to waste a transfer on Xander Clark. Um, Because I'm tempted to move on really with the fact that he was playing at right centre-back, to be honest. Um, someone from uh, St. Mary that I thought looked good was Grieve. Yeah, he was very lively. Uh, I think he could have scored in the first 30 seconds and then he got, he was a constant pest for the St. Johnston defence and then got an assist for the uh, Kelty goal. Yeah, uh, I thought he looked very sharp and if you're 
looking to take a pun on a Saint Marin asset. Dundee at home is their fixture in game week 36. Not necessarily particularly for that, but, you know, if you're in a position like myself or yourself, Thomas, where you do have a chance for despair, then maybe that's worth some consideration. Only My only concern would be uh, he may be at risk to rotation purely based on the fact that you've got, what is it, Curtis Main and Brophy there as well, who can play up front, so... But yeah, no, I thought he looked very, very good. Um, it was Kelty who got the goal. I thought Kelty looked, you know, pretty reasonable too. Um, but yeah, just let's not as one win. Saint Mirren had been absolutely terrible up to this. Is that not their second win under Robinson? Is it as many as that? Yes, I think it is. This yes. is the second victory. Cause I can't remember who they won against, but did they win against Dundee? Uh correct. They beat Dundee one now. It was who scored in that game? Uh certain Connor Ronan, would you believe? I'm shocked. In the very very oh yes, Jay Henderson cross where Connor Ronan had a smallest player on the park, nodding it past the keeper. Yep, yeah. oh, I remember that. I remember that. So yeah, it was Holt's a five-game losing streak, including uh, the loss to Hearts in the Scottish Cup. Again, so I've got two St. Johnson players. I think I am probably going to start... I mean, I'm going to have to start Clark. I probably will start Rooney. Um, But, yeah, I've been a little bit disappointed with St. Johnson assets, not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, I would have hoped that Clark and Rooney would have done something a bit more, but... I mean, Rooney got his goal last week, but I meant from a clean sheets perspective. Yeah, I mean, they look relatively... I think the Terrace podcast said when Alex Grieve and Curtis Main are tearing your defence apart, you've got serious defensive issues. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's so, a very astute observation. Um, Main, to be fair, seeing as you brought him up, he also had a good game. Uh, three shots, one on target, three key passes, but I'm just not interested in yeah, him. He might have had a good game, but he is not a good footballer. Let's move on in that case. I don't think there's too much more discussion required here. Nope. Dundee won Motherwell nil um, with a, Levitt, a deflected Levitt goal uh, being the differences. Uh, Motherwell strike the woodwork twice. Um, I felt like Dundee United sort of fairly fortunate to get all three points and, and Motherwell could feel somewhat hard, hard done by. Yeah, in my notes, the only United chance that I, that I have is the goal and then it's surrounded by Motherwell hitting the post and the bar, Tierney fluffing his attempted lob over Seagrist, and then two headers from corners just glancing wide. So Tierney had a very solid performance, and that's a couple now he's put together. He's been playing quite well, actually. Um, but again, as soon as a conversation around a pick picks up steam, you remember, ah, yes, they're Motherwell, and Motherwell play Ross County away, Hearts at home, Celtic away. Um, so that sort of kills him off as a pick in my eyes Kevin Van Veen I presume is still suspended yep I think that was his last game of suspension yeah. though but again not necessarily going to be bringing him in nope. to play uh, the third best and first best according to the league table teams in Scotland um, Dundee United their defenders must be scoring okay because that's a clean sheet this week clean sheet last week as well was it? Did they keep a clean sheet last week? 
No, they didn't. It was three two in the Hearts game, uh, but I think. And then no clean sheet before that. That was two two no. again. They've not actually. That was their first clean sheet in a while. Yeah, no. Because I, think I so. remember speaking pretty like pre wild card that I wasn't going to have any United player defenders in. I think their defenders will be scoring okay for points because in the Hearts game we saw um, it was Edwards? Edwards being assisted by Smith. And then in this game week, uh, they kept a clean sheet. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, but again, it, it's not necessarily one player in particular who's going to stand out there. Um, Dylan Levitt has been looking pretty sharp. I swear that's two goals in two game weeks for him. You would be correct because he scored against Hearts. Yeah, yeah. So I, he's sort of cropping up onto the radar. Again, the only issue is, you know, he's a top, He's a, he plays for a team in the top six. He's played two teams that aren't the old firm, which means, guess what, Thomas? Would it be right saying that he's going to be playing two of the old firm in the next three games? Yeah, and, and despite Dundee United's record versus the old firm this season, I think they're very much fortunate to possess such a record. And I'm going to boldly predict drubbings in both games, if I'm to be very honest. Um, so again, not too much cooking there. Um, something where I guess it was interesting to note was uh, Dundee United gave Nielsen his first start, an academy graduate, as well as uh, Meekinson coming into the lineup. Uh, and they were an interesting stat. Um, Dundee United have played 15 academy graduates this season, um, which makes me think, maybe not so much this season, but ahead of next season, that they're not going to be best for your bench trick players because there is a, an outside chance that they do play minutes here and there. Yeah, I think the only way to sort of guarantee it is if it's a Dundee United player that goes out yeah. on loan. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have too much else to say again. I feel like we're absolutely battering through these games here, but I have very little to say about this fixture. Um, sure, Motherwell can feel hard done by to not have come up, to have come away with nothing, but I didn't exactly have them marked out as clear winners in that game. No. Um, so, yeah, I mean, how... Motherwell, are, oh no, Motherwell have already played Rangers. But I think their fixture t- the fixtures look equally rough. Well, yeah, I mean, two, they'll be yeah, two, yeah, and Hearts, yeah. won't they? It's, uh, yeah, and it's two away games out of the next three. Um, so pertaining to the discussion that we had on the influence of game location and performance, not looking so good for Motherwell. I think out of them, Ross County and Dundee United, it'll be them that ultimately miss out on, on, on European football. Talking of missing out on European football... Livingston won Hibs nil, seeing as two teams arguably could have been pushing for it. I mean, maybe not Livingston, but Hibs, I think they finished third last season. Did Aberdeen not finish third last season? I don't know why. I have a feeling it was Hibs. No? That's an error on my my part. Oh no, they did finish third. Oh, thank you very much, Thomas. Yeah, so... They are a team that probably should have been pushing for European football this this year, but yeah. certainly have not been. Yeah, I think Aberdeen and Hibs probably had the worst season to have their worst season for quite a while because this was the year that they get guaranteed European football. What did you make of the Hibs performance in that case? Um, if Hibs footballers learn how to get on the end of a Harry Clark cross, I would have been in first place. 
that's been a persistent issue, actually. It's not just getting it on the end of crosses. It's putting shots on target and into the back of the net. 18 shots recorded by Hibs. Guess how many went on target? I'm going to guess four. No, donut. They had no shots on target. Not a single shot on target, no. Wow. And when you're not putting shots on target, you're not going to score very many goals. But I think they're one of the teams that is most grossly underperforming their expected goals. And um, this persisted this week. Um, I thought Clark was onto it. Clark looked like he had a great game. Um, and, and probably should, you know, owners of his should feel unlucky, unlucky to have come away with, with no returns. But uh, I can't say I'm too happy to be owning Melkerson and Henderson. However, headed into the last three games of the season, Aberdeen at home, Dundee away, St. Johnson at home. Kind of feel like maybe it's not so bad. Yeah, I think that these players will be showing whoever the next manager is why they should be in the team. I mean, like they, they still have a little bit le- left to play for, but not a load. But the the players are playing easy teams that they should be winning. And there's not urgent transfers, but there's transfers I want to make ahead and I can still see Hibs performing. And I think as well, considering how poorly Aberdeen have been playing, you're going to start your Hibs assets this week at home to Aberdeen. So, you know, not too much going there. I can't say I would necessarily be targeting them for transfers. I think the most upside is probably going to be coming through the old firm. Maybe Ross County, who will, I guess... I have not much else to say with regards to this fixture again, sort of blowing through it too. Um... Livingston looked very solid. I mean, that's why well, that's two wins um, and then a clean sheet in this fixture. They also have a very kind run-in, uh, St. Johnson at home in game week 36, game week 37 away to St. Mary and then Dundee at home in 38. Could argue the best run-in of fixtures over the last the last three games. So I wouldn't discourage you from bringing in a, in a Livingston defender. Maybe that's what I should have done in the end this game week instead yeah. of... I mean... For the cameo appearance that he made, Alan Forrest should have scored twice. Um, I think he missed an open goal as Hibbs attempted to try and play football like they're meant to be. Um, and then I think he had a shot just from the edge of the box. Very, very well saved by uh, Macy. But yeah, so we, think- again, we don't get team news is the problem. I don't know how likely he is to 100% be on the team. Yep. And also, with the Livingston defence, sure, they kept the clean sheet this game week, but it's their reserve keeper in nets. And I mean, they're playing St. Johnston, so you're nailed on for a clean sheet there. And then it's Dundee in 38, so maybe a Livingston defender in is not a bad shout. I might end up still doing that, depending on, on Celtic team news, etc. Right, Thomas, let's move on then. Last game of the game week, Hearts nil, Ross County nil, board, board draw... Um, as uh, the Jam Tarts host the Stags. Only one change for both sides. Woodburn came into the central midfield, which was uh, peculiar, um, with McInef also being left out, I think, through injury. He did sustain a knock versus Dundee United. And then Ross County saw Cancola come into the lineup with Peyton missing out. Um, kind of only really performance that stood out to me. He was a certain Barry Mackay. Yeah, and I think that's the case every week. Again, it's annoying that Sims 
doesn't start because he is very, very, very good. Um, and he's also in my team, so it'd be nice if he started. But you can just see that in the last 20 minutes after he came on, Hibs were just a better side. Hibs or Hearts? Hibs, Hearts were just a better side. Um, yeah, uh, I I think these games are now just what the uh, the red tinted glasses uh, the mer- mer- no the, this is my story even pod have described these games as their pre-season games for the cup final yeah yeah that probably about sums it up for me as well um uh what i would say worth taking that into mind as well um hearts play celtic away motherwell away and then rangers at home in the last three game weeks so if you're on two or three hearts assets i would probably be looking to shift at least one how many do you on Thomas is it just Mackay at the moment or Sims as well Sims as well he'll be on the move I imagine for you yeah he is one of two players that I'm thinking of moving on yeah yeah, that doesn't surprise me I just think considering considering how threadbare hearts are at the moment the status of their season um, I kind of fancy them to get pasted off of Celtic and that's kind of why I've got my on the team news because I want in on that big time yeah um not trying to say Hearts have a poor defence, but when your centre-backs are to- uh, Toby Sibick and Taylor Moore, you're not necessarily setting yourself up for success. And we've, we've discussed before as well on this podcast about the, you know, the detrimental influence that Suter and Halkett absences have. In fact, Suter, Halkett and Kingsley all being absent um, has on their, you know, the defensive I record. Mean, so Kingsley was on the bench, but... Yeah, I think he's kind of, again, sort of being rested ahead of the Scottish Cup, or at least whilst he's coming back to fitness. Um, so, what I say to Yota, Maeda, and Kyogo, have at him, probably. I mean, it's. Yeah. Probably, Cochrane in at left centre back? Yeah, I think, I think Celtic are going to run it up this weekend. Yep. Anything you want to say about Ross County? I'm a little bit disappointed with them, to be honest. I thought they'd have more of a go at it, and I'm also surprised that Hungbo hasn't been restored to the lineup. I thought, fair enough, bench him versus Celtic. You're going for a sort of more pragmatic approach, but Hearts are a team I thought Ross County could take points off of, considering you know the injuries they have at the moment. But just six shots, three on target, one shot in the box was pretty poor. Yeah. Um... You wouldn't think that um, Ross County were trying to get European football, to be honest. I mean, saying that, it's the same with um, Motherwell against United. Saying that, it was all three teams. All three teams were pretty rubbish. Yeah. Um, um, my According to my transfer planner, I had anticipated having one, if not two, Ross County assets going into the last three game weeks because um, they have home fixtures versus uh, Motherwell in 36 and 38 at home to Dundee United with Rangers away in 37 where you would just bench those assets um, my plans have changed completely I've not really got any interest in either Hungbo or or Charles Cook neither I think we're seeing the decline of Charles Cook that we expected I think like, don't get me wrong he's a fantastic player but he was so significantly overperforming his expected goals Yeah, I wouldn't even say fanta- a good player having a fantastic season yeah. possibly um, and then Hungbo just 
on the bench one week, starting the other on the bench the next. No, even I think that's four, five games in a row now. He's started. He's he's found a place on the bench for himself. Yeah. Again, I don't think there's too much to be said with regards to him. I just, yeah. Let's look ahead then to game week thirty six. In that case, uh, captaincy and vice captaincy. General advice, Thomas. Where do you think the armbands should be going? Uh probably Celtic players uh, or Rangers players. How imaginative! So I know, I know, it's such an easy cop out, but as we were saying, Celtic chance to wrap up the title at Celtic Park, pretty much at home to a Hearts without two or three of their best centre-backs. Um, and then Rangers are playing Dundee United. And I know they might have a bit of a European hangover. Depends if they they do. I mean, last last time they played in Europe and got an outstanding result and then played Dundee United at the weekend, they drew with Dundee United. But I just... Dundee United were... They did draw with Dundee United, but let's not forget that performance. Didn't they record like four point something <laughs> XG and scored no times or one time? Yep, exactly. So I think... A pasting is on the cards I for think, both teams, I feel like. Yeah, and then I just feel maybe if you have a Livingston defender, put the vice-captaincy on him if you really want to. Because they play St. Johnston at home. The idea behind that, though, I guess, would be you're chasing upside, you're trying to do something different, but I think there would be far more upside to be had putting those armbands on a Sakala or an Aribo or a Yota or a Kyogo. Not necessarily an upside, just protecting yourself from a massive downside almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to get you to pick then, not just from your own team, but who do you think are the best captaincy and vice captaincy picks then? Like top three from the two sides. Um, Tav and Jota are one and two. Yep. Um, number three. Whoever starts at striker for Celtic, if it's Kyogo, him. If it's Giacomacchus, him. Yeah. I think I think it's one Tav, two Jota, three Kyogo or Giacomacchus, whoever's the striker in that team. Yeah, I would probably agree with you. And then followed closely by Sakala uh, versus Dundee United. Yep. Um, I think I'll probably, from a personal perspective, be going to to Celtic players just because it's quite safe in so much as you understand which players will be playing. Therefore, you can give those players that are definitely playing the armband. But I mean, Tav probably falls into that category too. Yeah, Tav has played every single game so far for Rangers this season. Nah, he's not. He missed one or two. Oh, he missed. He missed one. Okay, yeah. he's, he's missed one game for Rangers this season. Yeah, and I just. Transfer advice then, Thomas. You've got two free transfers. I've got two free transfers. Um, but more generally, again, it, it seems like a cop-out, to, but to me, what makes more sense is just have yourself positioned with the best Celtic assets going into game week 36. Yep, absolutely. I wouldn't think about it too far. So. Uh, I, th- I think the, the strategy you should go for is a Celtic defender, be it Ralston... Carter Vickers, Starfelt, or Greg Taylor, and then one uh, Jota, and then one of Kyogo or Jack Macus if he starts, or if you just don't want to have to keep spamming for the team news, Maeda. Let's say, um, 
Kyogo and Maeda are both benched, and it's a front three of, say, Abada, Jackie Marcus, and Yota. Would you encourage someone to take hits to make sure that they've got the right assets in place? A minus four, perhaps. Uh, would I? T- it depends who their strikers are. Like if their strikers are Sakala, Maeda, and Sakala. I'm talking about Celtic here. Like, if you get the team news, yeah, yeah. I'm saying oh, right, okay, if okay. if their team okay, has okay, Sakala, okay. Maeda up front. I don't see the point of trans taking a four point hit to get another Celtic or Rangers striker, and then I feel that if you've wild carded properly, you should have one of Jota or Kyogo. So then you should only really need to make one transfer to get there anyway. That's true, but it's not out with the realm oh, okay, of possibility. Let, let's that say you only have. Let's say you okay, need. That's, that's a fairly reasonable assumption. Yeah, no, 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 that no. Kyogo and 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 made a drop out for for Abada and Jack and Marcus. Yeah, because um, that would be that, that puts me in a position then now where I I would only have I would have no attackers starting in that game. Should I be? I have two free transfers, so I could use both of those free transfers. But let's say I didn't. I only had the one. Would I? Would you encourage a minus four? I don't think um ah, do I think a minus four at this point in the season is worth it? I think you just wild carded two weeks ago, so there's not. It's th- the end of the season, though. You don't don't you think this is maybe chase the upside a little here? True, but then that requires you needing that one of like the player who you'd have taken the four point hit to to like score, and I mean, I feel like it's potentially relatively likely that that happens this week. Yeah. So I, I mean. I would say 60% yes. If you were to hold a gun to my head, I would say, yeah, do it. But if you're wanting to play cautious, that's also not the worst shout. Yeah, I think if it was for me, if if if, if, if Kyogo and Maeda were both benched, it would be at like 50%, 50%, as in so much, I would do half of my transfers. So one of my transfers would be very safe. I would bring in Yota. I, I predict he'll, he'll start all three of the games for the run-in, or at least two of the next three. And then I would maybe look to take a punt on someone else, be it Yakimaka starting up front or uh, maybe a midfielder. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't think there's too much else to be discussed with regards to... I think a Livingston defender is not a bad shout. Uh, yeah, but as, I, I think there's just too much upside with everybody else that we've mentioned. You'd rather roll a transfer for, for say, game week 38 or game week 37. Um, as opposed to as opposed to going for two this week. I mean, yeah, because that that's just as a result of me having my assets in inverted okay. commas correct. Fair. No, fair. That's fair enough. Uh, I think that for me at least, that kind of concludes captaincy and transfer discussion. I don't think. Yeah, it doesn't get too much deeper than my focus or focus should be placed upon team Celtic team news. Um, ahead of the the 2pm deadline on, on Saturday. Um, we do have a couple of questions, so we'll get those. We'll get to those just now. Um, so the first one comes from Josh underscore footblog, who asks, uh, a lot of managers are on Callum Hendry, but he's not firing post-split. Um, St. Johnson have a tough three fixtures coming up. Um, who would you say is a valid replacement outside of the old firm? So... Who would I replace Hendry with outside of the old firm? Uh, <laughs> Not exactly. I mean, if you look, if you look at the t- players that scored this week, 
one of them was a forward and they played in the old farm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so it's like... But like, let's say... Who would I have? That's just, I see so little strikers. Yeah. I mean, maybe take a punt on Grieve. But I just feel, I feel like you should have Sakal and, and Maeda or Jack Mack. Like, whoever starts up front, you should have one of the Celtic forwards in and Sakala. And then you can have your third striker as a bit of a punt. I've got it on Sims, but he's not really been playing. Uh, would I recommend Tony Watts? No. Would I recommend Danny Mullen? No. Would I recommend Christian Ramirez? No. Would I recommend the Livingston Strikers? No. Would I recommend Melkerson? No. Would I recommend... A returning Kevin Van Veen. Uh, who then plays Hearts and Celtic in his last two games? No. Would I recommend a single Ross County forward? No. Jordan White is yeah, a bit of a facilitator. And then you're on St. Johnston and you'd want to replace Calum Henry with another St. Johnston striker. <laughs> nah. And then you've got St. Mirren whose two strikers are <laughs> Curtis Main and Alex Grieve. I would probably just hold it and hope that St. Johnston sort of wind up in the box and winning a penalty because at least Calum Henry will be taking that. Yep. There, you're absolutely right, Thomas. There is... There are no picks really at the moment in the forward positions. No, I, I, I mean realistically, maybe Marley Watkins at best. But even then, Still if you've got no, an Aberdeen no, player, no, no, have no. Ferguson. Yeah, and I wouldn't be again. I would not be targeting a Hibs Saint. I mean, a Hibs Saint Johnson Saint Mirren run isn't too bad. But this week, why would you make that transfer yeah. when? Yeah, yeah. Just if you've got Henry, just hold him. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm. I, I think. You've probably you maybe have more pressing issues in defence or midfield. Righty ho! Final question, Thomas uh, at Fantasy Half, um, the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. Ask how is it gonna feel next Sunday when uh, Pedro? I guess that's uh, <laughs> I guess that's Peter. <laughs> um, has uh, quote unquote pumped you out of the cup. But what I'll say is you were the lowest scoring winner in game week one after drawing yourself against your mate who hadn't played for, what, the last decade? Suspicious. A bit suspicious. And then, hey, you're just kind of rubbish, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) So I I don't know how it's going to feel because I won't be feeling it. You're really kind of running the uh, Fantasy Football Scotland... (laughs) podcast gauntlet here you battered the two hoofballs who 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 football who 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 are ben and hamish i don't exactly. know exactly so you smash those two out of the cup surely you make it three from three here yeah hat trick of podcast hots scalped yep seems like a good place to leave the podcast in yeah and i will see you all in the next round of the half hour fantasy cup uh anyway actually <laughs> uh, good luck with your game week uh let it be known, I guess we maybe something should have mentioned this at that at the top of the show. Three game weeks in the next week. Uh game week thirty six comes on Saturday, deadline of two PM. Thirty seven starts Tuesday, tenth of May, um six forty five, and then game week thirty eight comes at the weekend, uh the fourteenth of May, two PM kickoff. Um so it's probably worth highlighting. So are we gonna do it, Thomas? Are we gonna do a back to back? Again, for the last last time of the season. Wait, I think we did it for about two months yeah, <laughs> straight, yeah. just before the winter break. Yep. So, yeah, of course we are. Okay, so... 
see you like Tuesday or whenever. Yeah, the weekend possibly. Yeah, <laughs> see you.